Welcome. It is another Good Friday, and it, it technically is Good Friday, isn't it? Uh, well, hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to this week's edition of This Is Life. This is Sean Johnson. And if you heard last week's, you'll notice a remarkably different Sean coming to you. Uh, last week, I was I was so tired. I listened back to that. I'm like, man, I, I just I sound bad. I mean, but I was determined. I was like, I, we got to get it. I'm not going to let the, the, let the day go by. I'm not going to let it cross midnight without making sure that I have attempted to get a podcast episode out. And hey, we did it. And so I think it actually wasn't posted until Saturday, but I, I think it counts. I still started it on Friday and was able to get it uploaded. So, uh, so, the whole, so hopefully you guys still enjoyed last week. Uh, I know that it was a very good topic, I thought, I mean, for what it was as far as, yes, simple, but I, I don't think we ask enough questions. I think that, you know, we just kind of hope to, when we get into a conversation with somebody, it will just happen organically. And, and there's no doubt that sometimes it does, you know, when you get into a, a chemistry with somebody or something. Somebody you know, or somebody has like-minded, you know, interest in you. But there's other times where you can get in in conversations with people that you've known for years, and you just don't know what to say. But yet you still want to, you know, be polite or kind, or even take the challenge to get to know them a little better. So it's important to have some questions in your back pocket, you know, just to cause a conversation. And and who knows, some of those questions may, you know spark a, a larger conversation that you may not have ever had before or even have an interest in before and all of a sudden now you have a genuine interest in their whatever it is something that somebody else likes and so that's why questions are so important in conversations and guy you know I pray that no matter how much technology that we have that we just never stop actually talking to one another I'm not talking about like even on the phone I mean I, I'm talking about like face to face physical interaction having a, a, a you know where you can see and sense and taste and well maybe not taste <laughs> that's some pretty intense conversation but you know what I mean but just being in the presence of somebody else and just you know getting to know them as a whole person rather than just a mirror or a reflection or a piece through a technology of any kind and so you know I just pray that that's that's really what we strive to have more of and Yes, it's not as common as it once was. I don't mean to sound like an old fogey, but even when I was a teenager, you know, it wasn't, it was, you know, phones were still the main medium, you know, it, so I, I get it. It's easier, no question. Uh, but man, those are those times you have, especially with those of the generation that is leaving us, you know, uh, our parents and our grandparents, uh, you know, take the time now to get to know them and to ask them and to, to just to really get to know their history and, and learn something new, you know, really strive to learn something new in every conversation that you have with somebody. Um, speaking of questions, so I think it's going to be kind of a fun today since today is a fun episode. Uh, it's a holiday weekend. It's the day of the weekend that we get to celebrate the death and the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we get to just, be with family, hopefully, and just enjoy the, the weather that's, you know, kind of turned nice for once. And the green is starting to return. Praise Jesus. Um, the, on the, it's already starting to go on the ground. And now you'll be eventually the trees are getting their blossoms in. Hallelujah. A lot of people look forward to fall and for the colors on the trees for the fall. I'm opposite. I look forward to the colors in the trees in the springtime because that means green leaves are going to be back on the trees where they belong. So hallelujah. So I'm excited about that. I looked at the weather report for next week and looking smooth, nice, 80 degrees, upper 70s. 
Yes, please, man. So anyway, so speaking of questions, I thought it'd be kind of fun today to do return a segment that seems to, you know, I guess I'll get a lot of feedback from the podcast episodes, but I do get some. And every single time I have an interaction with somebody about the podcast episode, one of the things they mentioned has how much they love the random question generator episodes. And I think I've only done like two or maybe three. I have to look and see. Uh, but they are a lot of fun. Uh, you know, I use them sometimes as a filler. That's not necessarily, there's plenty of things to talk about uh, in, in the world right now. And I have plenty of things I have. Like I said, I don't know if I've told you before, but I keep a little notepad in my phone of top topics for the podcast. Podcast. That's literally what it's titled as. And I just keep a running tab as I'm living life. Man, that quote, oh, that was really good. Or that topic, man, that'd be really make an interesting conversation. Or, oh, yeah, I forgot about that scripture. I got to put it in the podcast, you know. So I have a running tally of, of topics that, you know, I, I keep just in my back pocket. And, yeah, we could do one of those. But at the same time, I kind of just want to keep it light and just keep it fun and help you guys to get to speaking of, I think it's become a good dovetail into last week's or from last week's podcast episode about getting to know the other person by asking questions. And since I don't have necessarily anybody specific asking me questions in the feedback and hint, uh, <laughs> in the email, if you want to go to this is life pod at gmail.com or, uh, go to the website, this is life pod.com, uh, or on Twitter, uh, this is life pod. Uh, any of those places are great, quite great, great places to get a hold of me. But in the meanwhile, we'll just have to ask Mr. Computer and have the computer ask the questions and I will answer them. So for those of you who maybe don't know what this means, basically what it is, is that I just go to this website. Uh, it's, uh, I'll put the link in the website just for fun. I've been, I learned how to recently do that. And uh, you just push a button and it asks a random question. And the challenge is, is that no matter what, I, the, that to be fair to you and the audience and, and myself, I don't cheat. I just push the button and whatever question that it is, I answer it. Now, I can't always answer them. Uh, sometimes if they're opinion questions, sure, I'll have an answer. Uh, sometimes I do a terrible job of answering them. <laughs> sometimes, you know, I have, uh, sometimes I have friends who listen to the show and they'll be like, man, Sean, that, you know, I, you know what I would have said during that, you know, that question. And it's usually a much better answer than what I said in the episode. But again, it's just something fun that we can kind of, kind of do together. And, uh, you know, hopefully you get to know me and kind of my heart a little bit more and maybe a little bit more about, about my, about my background or just, uh, uh, just to get to know your host a little bit more. So, hey, without any further ado, let's head on over to Random Question Generator. Uh, here we go. All right, so push the button, and a random question will happen. Here we go. Question. What's an innocent mistake you made that had dramatic consequences? Well, we're just starting right off <laughs> easy, aren't we? What's an innocent mistake you made that had dramatic consequences? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, this is kind of a tough one. I, the reason why I think it's tough is because, I, because as, as you may remember, I was a pastor for a long time. And, and when you're a pastor, you're going to make a lot of mistakes. I mean, that's just the way of it. Um, when you're dealing with a lots of different types of people, and I didn't even have a very big church, uh, but when you're dealing with lots of different people, uh, you're going to make mistakes, and you're going to do things or say things 
uh, or request things that uh, you may have had a good intention for, but they end up being the wrong decision. And there's definitely some of those that are too private that I wouldn't want to get into. So I'm trying to. That's kind of the vein I'm trying to think of because that's if if if, if 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 there's anything in my life that's going to be quote dramatic, you know, another word, Jay, an innocent mistake that was done with a just as an honest mistake that was just done with well intentions, but yet caused a dramatic effect. That's probably where my life, personally speaking, where it would have happened. Um, I mean, I guess I'll go back to that in a second. I do know that um, when I was a, a young, on-fire youth pastor, uh, and I was just like, you know, we're going to take over the world for Jesus, that kind of a thing, you know. Uh, I talked a lot on, and this is back early 2000s, I talked a lot on revolution, and I love revolution. And basically how we're going to take over the exactly that. We're going to take over the world for Jesus and his love. And it was, it was a very motivational time in my life. It was a time where I was really learning about revolutions and, um, you know, really before any of these protests and things like that you hear about. I mean, I was studying a lot, a lot of those about the civil rights era, about uh, the women's rights area, basically people who were oppressed, who were put down, who were, uh, you know, second class, third class citizens and were rising up, taking back their rights. And I felt like, you know, we as Christians, before I really understood that we were doing it to ourselves, that we were getting pressed down and, and, and oppressed when in reality that wasn't the case at all. Again, I think now as I've gotten older, I've realized that a lot of the oppression that Christians get is well-deserved because, well, just listen to any other episode of the show and you'll just see that we are just not very good at relating with other people. We're really good about talking and worshiping Jesus, but the other side of the same coin, loving your neighbor as yourself, we need a lot of work on. And so therefore when people complain about Christians or, you know, we, we tend to just put up the persecution card, especially in America when it's not persecution at all. However, comma, that being said, I had on my license plate, Revolt, okay, uh, R E V O L T, and it was just meant to that. It, yes, it was. I have to admit, it was there to just put a uh, a a thought in people's heads about you know what does that mean or this guy's a rebel. I don't know because it was on my Peter Cruiser, so I don't know how much of a rebel. Hey, which don't knock me. At the time, it was a cool car. All right, early two thousands, the Peter Cruiser was where it was at. I know nowadays. 20 years later you know it's it's not it's, it's like the least cool car ever uh but in the early 2000s that pt cruiser was the jam all right don't make fun of me I had a black pt cruiser and it had revolt on the license plate and i was just dating my wife and my current wife now my well my only wife i was we were just dating and i had not really got to meet her family and you know i so parked in the car and when we went to go visit for Easter, we parked, we parked the PJ cruiser in front of her parents' house. And little did I know that her very protective older brother, um, saw my license plate and was like, who's that? Who's revolt? 
you know, I can understand while you're trying to, you know, you don't really want to invite somebody to the house that's going to cause troubles or problems or confrontations. And the word revolt kind of conjures up those kind of thoughts, you know, like this person's looking for a fight. And now, of course, I'm thinking in my mind as a youth pastor on fire for Jesus, it's a spiritual fight, not a physical fight. But most people, they think of revolt, they think of some sort of, you know, physical opposition to you know uh, to 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 authority and uh that's what i think this came across as as that so who's who's this who's this person who's this kid that is trying to date my younger sister and has revolt on his license plate and necessarily caused a lot of drama but it's definitely something that i had to like help explain i don't even know if it ever really got explained but once you get to know me and my life and who i was and my heart and my how much i love i had for his sister you know we ended up becoming friends and all is well you know now so maybe that's kind of probably the best answer to that question uh, that I can think of. All right. Next question. If you had to disappear and start a whole new life, what would, would you want your new life to look like? Okay. Now that is an interesting question. If you had to disappear, if I had to disappear and start a whole new life, what would you want your new life to look like? Can I pick? I'd like to live in a place warm all year round. Hey, check it out. Warm and rainy. However, at the same time I say that, I also, I guess hey, if I can pick whatever life I want, I guess I might as well do that then, right? All right, so in the wintertime, I'm going to have a house in the Pacific Northwest <laughs> where it's 50s and rainy. And in the summertime and the spring, I'm going to live in like, Mm, Florida. I know it's hot, but it rains still, and it's all right. Maybe then there's also the ocean. Uh, so, yeah. So there you go. A uh, whole new life. What would your, your new life to look like? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and keep my same wife and daughter because I can't live life this life or any other life without them, all right? So it's my decision. I get to pick that. Uh, would I be doing something different with my life? I think that there's definitely – I look back at my life, and I'm thinking – all the things that I wanted to be when I grew up. Um, and I'm not doing any of those things, <laughs> which is okay. Uh, I don't, I, I really would like to meet somebody who, you know, we're all asked that as children. What is it you want to do when you grow up? Right. And of course, all sorts of kids have different answers. You know, I want to be a police officer. I want to be a doctor. I want to be a veterinarian. You know, those are your typical answers. Of course, anymore, I've heard that the typical latest answer if you ask kids today what they want to be when they grow up is an Instagram influencer. My other times have changed, right? No longer are we looking to be, you know, <laughs> doctors and firemen and, and and veterinarians. We're now looking to be Instagram influencers. Uh, anyways, um, but I remember thinking when I was a kid that I wanted to be an eye doctor. That was because of my grandfather, who was an eye surgeon slash eye doctor. Uh, but then I got to see some of the videos of said surgeries, and I knew right away that wasn't going to be my bag. I nope, nope. I, I I had an issue with my eye about 15 years ago where I was weed eating, and a rock hit my eye. Gosh, it's been that long, at least 10 years ago. And uh, for the first time, I had to wear some sort of contact lens. It was a bandage over my eye to help it heal and man you would have thought that you were sticking needles in my eye just, just i couldn't even stand the thought of something getting my eye and uh anyway so i knew right then early on that being an eye doctor was not my jam uh i wanted to be a marine biologist um i guess i think that just comes from my love for ocean um i don't know that i'd want to do that in another life though um 
Boy, if you had to disappear and start a whole new life, what would you want your new life to look like? Um, traveling, lots of traveling. Like if I had somehow could learn to invest early, maybe that's the best answer. If I could learn somehow to, and I think that's the other thing is I'd like to, I really don't know how to invest money or any of that kind of stuff. Um, you know, that that's how a lot of people make money, especially when they get older, like my age, even uh, in the forties, they're already making money because they learned to invest 20 years ago. Uh, and so now they're able to live a lot more free and that would be really nice. If I could learn how to invest money in the right places, right, th right times, and then just use that money to live and to travel. And I'm not talking about, I don't need to live, you know, uh, like, a, like a king. I don't, I don't, I'd like to have at least a roof and a transportation and, you know, a comfortable place to be. Uh, but, man, I would love to travel, not only just in the continent of the United States, but just all over the world. Um, yeah, I think that, I think maybe the answer to this is just a lot, maybe a lot more freedom, you know, um, a lot more freedom to just, just explore. Um, I would also change things about my health. You know, I would really, as a younger person, take charge to make sure that I don't grow up to be overweight so that I can live the best life possible. You know, I think that's hindered me in a lot of ways. Um, and that's something I'm working on uh, by this time next week, actually. I'll probably talk about it next week's episode. Uh, but I'm getting some help uh, with a local clinic to help me just kind of get to a healthy weight. So I'm excited about that. Uh, and I can start living that part of my journey in my life the way it's supposed to be, rather than having to, um, you know, just getting getting by with being overweight. It's just no good. No, no fun for anybody. All right. Enough for that question. Next question. If you were a DJ, what would your DJ name be? I actually talked to this. I, I can't answer this question. Well, <laughs> on the side note, uh, on the side, I have been asked to DJ uh, several very small town homecoming and winter formal dances. So uh, yes, it is an un is it is a hidden talent that I have. I am not that great at it. It's basically you give me the songs you want me to play. I got this cool DJ app, and I'll play them and make them make it sound cool when they mix together. That's pretty much it. I, I oh, I'll bring some lights too, and, and then hey, all of a sudden you got a DJ party, right? Uh, <laughs> and I mean, I, okay, I can talk on the mic a little bit, you know, it's got to get you worked up, but I'm definitely not being doing this for a career. However. However, uh, my DJ name would be uh, King Sean. Now, the reason here's here's King. A little bit of history. King Sean has been my nickname since I was a teenager, and obviously, my name is Sean. Where they get the King from? Like, long story short, I was really big into gospel rap when I was in like my my teenage years. Okay, uh, up until my mom just got tired of hearing me playing rap. She didn't know if it was Christian or not. She just knew it was rap. She didn't like rap. And all of a sudden, one day, she yells down to the basement where my room was and says, "That's it. No more rap. Bring me all your rap tapes. Yes, kids, tapes, not." Not not bring me your phone. It was your bring me your tapes since so I brought the tapes, you know. And what is kind of ironic, and kind of funny, is after that point, I stopped listening to Christian rap and went to secular R and B, which was probably way worse. <laughs> Anyways, um, 
I though at the time there's this group called King Sean and the SS Mob. And let me tell you something, and I'm not the only person to say this. Thirty years later, those songs still hit. And and so you I mean in fact here, let me I'll give you I'll give you a sample here. Let me let me just show you a sample of King Sean. I realized the other day that I can actually put less than thirty seconds of a song and uh, it won't be go against copyright. So hang on real quick. It will just take me a little bit to find it here. Yes, I still have it on my computer. Here we go. This is King Shong and King King Sean and the SS Mob. Late '90s, probably when this came out. It's one of my favorite songs by them, and you'll see it still hits today. This is a Christian rap. Okay, so that's King Sean. That was the guy you hear talking there at the end. Uh, that is that's the one and only King Sean and the SS Mob. And what's really, really cool about that group uh, was that, I mean, they did a lot of soul winning, I mean, a lot of ministry to a lot of different people. Uh, and, I mean, it's pretty cool. In fact, I have another story by King Sean, but... It's, I'll save that for another maybe possible random question generator in the future. Uh, I don't want to take away, I'll give away all my stories. But anyway, so that's where I got the nickname King Sean was the gospel rap guy. guy. It kind of just adapted into, that's what my friends would call me. They called me King Sean because they also were into this gospel rap. And then when I went to ministry training, I had my license plate in my car, said King Sean. And so that then got my nickname carried on over there. And yeah, so if I had a DJ name, that's just kind of where I would, that's where I'd go with it. Yeah. Uh, what would your DJ name be? Think about that. <laughs> All right, next random question generator. <clears throat> What do you wish your phone could do? What, what does your, what can your phone not do? Um, I mean, I think about this a lot. I mean, I used to sell cell phones on the side. I used to work for uh, Best Buy, and I was in the Best Buy mobile department. And it was basically the turn of switching from your basic phones to smartphones. So I was there at the very beginning of smartphones uh, before they can do half of the things they can do now. And we thought they could do everything then. Um, in fact, that was one of our trainings was we had me, we were to get with a team of like three other people and had a big board in front of us. And we had to write down on this board, all the things you could do with your cell phone. And it was just, I mean, it take 15, 20 minutes at the minimum just to, you know, to finish it. I mean, it was just, cause there's so many things you could do with your cell phone. This is back in like 2009, 2010. I mean, look at where we are now, 10 years later after that. So, but the question that still remains, what is something you wish your phone could do? What is, what do you wish your phone could do? Okay. Okay. Easy answer. Easy answer. I wish that my phone could just turn off the data and I still have a smartphone without having to pay for data. Okay. Hear me out. 
if I, I know that's impossible because that's where they get all their money. So whatever. But if I could just have keep the data off and only use it when I want to use Wi-Fi, and just uh, if I can have it connected to Wi-Fi whenever I want to, but the majority of the time it's not hooked up to the internet. Uh, that way I don't have to worry about having to. You know, number one, not only pay for data, but also just, you know, it's less temptation. Well, if I'm out and about to, have, you know, pull up some stupid social media page or whatever, if I'm not around Wi-Fi. Um, but I still want the capability to text, you know, like it is and to make phone calls, uh, send picture messages. But I would, I, I would like to be able to completely turn off having to pay for data on my cell phone. And that's going to be a big, yeah, right. Like, that's ever going to happen. And they, they try. They try to come out with non-smart smartphones. And, you know, because I, I, that would be really, I think that'd be really good for people like my father-in-law, you know, who still has the flip phone. And um, eventually that's going to be obsolete. But it was sure would be nice for him to be able to have a nice flat touchscreen phone that doesn't have to have data on it. Uh, that he can still, you know, make phone calls with and text like we people with smartphones do, uh, rather than having to do the whole T9 thing if he wants to text. So anyway, that's my complaint. That's what I would like to do. That's what I'd like my cell phone. So it's kind of a what would I want my cell phone not to do, I guess, is a better question for me to answer. What would the trailer to a movie about your life be like? <laughs> In a world, okay, um, in a world, there was a man who did a podcast. Um, my boy, I, that'd be a boring movie. The podcast. This is life. Um, that's what my movie would be. What, what, what would a trailer to a movie about your life be like? Uh, I would like to think it has a lot of smiles on it. Okay, I think that sounds silly, but I love seeing people whom I love in my life. Smile. It used to drive my wife crazy because if she wasn't smiling, I would immediately assume something was wrong. But I just realized that not everybody can be happy, cheery all the time. And it took me a little bit to understand that. <laughs> and it got annoying when I would ask her, Why are you not smiling? Are you okay? What's wrong? Are you okay? You know, I got to get to the point where I had to stop asking her 20 times. She's okay. She's fine. She just doesn't feel like smiling all the time, Sean. All right. But I hope that my, that would be my trailer, that as it goes through the people around me in my life that I love, my family, my friends, my, ch my child, my wife, my people, acquaintances around me, they'll just be full of people just smiling because they're happy to be alive, happy to be around me, and that, that they just are blessed by being with me. That's kind of, I hope that's not a lame answer, but that, that's kind of what I would like. I would like for it to be a happy story. Uh, and even if there are tragedies in my story, that they always come out with a happy ending because, you know, we, we just know that we're, we're greater as he that is in us than he's in the world, and, and we're able to be more than conquerors, and that when life does hit us, we're able to get up, stand up, and keep fighting and make it better than what it was before. All right, boy, that was a deeper question. That was a deeper answer than I thought it was going to be. Um, but it's good. I mean, it's, it's a good topic. I mean, I, it would definitely not be an adventure movie. I'm not really adventurous. Uh, I'd like to think it wouldn't be a horror movie. <laughs> okay. Uh, or a crime movie. It wouldn't be one of those. It might, my story would be just a very feel good, 
comfort comforting story. That's that's what I want my movie to be about. Just at the end of the movie, you're like, man, that was just that was a nice. That was a good that was a good feeling movie. I, I, yeah, I feel like I should just go out and conquer the world now. That's that's what I want my movie to be like. Some of you are like, no, man, give me action. I want it to be like, you know, fire and 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 you know, violence and action and you know, superhero stuff. And I'm like, no, I just want a happy, feel good movie for me. I'm good with that. I'd be content with that. Who in your life always stresses you out and who do you rely on to help you calm down? This seems like a bit of some of you who know me already answering this question for me. I know that. Um, who in your life always stresses you out and who do you rely on to help cal- help you calm down? Hmm. That's a good question. I mean, I can go with the easy answer. I mean, because I think everybody, you know, the first person I think of generally was somebody who stresses them out is like their boss, right? Or their parents, which in my case happens to be both. <laughs> All right. Um, it, believe me, working for your parents is not the easiest thing to do. For those of you who have done it or are doing it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, it can be obviously because that could be easy. Um, uh, but I, 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 let me think about this. Ah. I know exactly who that. I know exactly who my life stretches me out all the time. Uh, that would be my own self, honestly. If I was being truthful here, um, I stress myself out a lot more than is healthy and that I should. And I'm not trying to get all, you know, sentimental here and uh, you know, self therapy on the radio or the podcast episode here. But I think that's very true. And I think honestly, if all of us are really honest with ourselves, um, we tend to be the ones who stress ourselves out the most uh, with our insecurities or with our, you know, failed uh, dreams or, you know, with just just life in general, you know, beating ourselves up for decisions that we may or may not have made that could have had a major impact, good or bad, on our life, you know, and then just kind of beating yourself up over it. Um, Maybe you're not in a position... Uh, you know, financially that you wish you would be in or in your health or even in your family or, you know, you kind of take things personally when somebody doesn't like you, even though it has nothing to do with you. I mean, just, I mean, we could just go on and on and on and on about all the ways that we hate ourselves, right? They're, at the very least, like this question says, who stresses us out? So I, that's going to be my answer. My answer is who in my life always stresses me my, my, me out, and that would be myself. Uh, I, I have I really need to work on that. Uh, I need to just really work on just some self-evaluation and some self-love, you know. And, 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 that's, and that's a commandment from God, you know. I mean, we're supposed to love ourselves. That, how can we learn to love others if we don't learn to love ourselves? Um, you know, and we have to protect ourselves. So just like... You know, if we're going to protect others you know, correctly, we have to protect ourselves first. It's like when you go on an airplane, right? And they the, they're going through their whole safety spiel at the very beginning of the flight, and they're talking about the pressure masks that come drop down from the ceiling. And for those of you who've ever traveled with a small child, what do they tell you? They say, make sure that you put on and secure yours before you assist the child in putting on their own air mask, their own pressure mask. And that's kind of the way we need to be in our own life before we can assist and help anybody else. We need to make sure that we are in the best position to be helpful and to make sure that we are protected. And, and, and that's something that I'm consistently striving and fighting 
to be better at. And hopefully, probably, honestly, if we were to all be truthful and honest with ourselves, I think we could all probably agree that that's something that we're all striving for to be better at. Um, so anyway, that's that's kind of my answer on that. Um, so uh, I guess the, re- the second part of that question was, and who do you rely on to help you help you calm down? I have some very close friends that I can call, um, n- namely, you know, I, of course, the easy answer would be my wife. And believe me, there are times where my wife is the only person that can calm me down. But at the same time, I'm tempted to not want to go to her right first off the bat because generally if they're my problems or my stresses, they're also going to be her problems and her stresses because we're one flesh. So either A, she already knows about them and is struggling with them in her own self, or B, you know, I'm just going <laughs> to make it worse if I, you know, but at the same time, you got to be truthful and honest and open, right, with your spouse. And, you know, that's important. Uh, I'm not saying hide anything from them, but I'm definitely saying, you know, use wisdom and trying to find, um, uh, you know, don't, don't let your spouse be your dump right for all your problems and all your stresses out i mean that's not that's not what they're there for your spouse is there to be your partner in your life not your you know uh just a place we can go through all your garbage at and hope that they'll fix it for you because honestly we're supposed to fix our own garbage and especially in a marriage that's what you do is you come together and you you know find solutions to problems together uh but it's important that you have people you can call and rely on i'd say my my brother i i definitely could call and rely on him uh, i have a really good friend named jessica who've actually been on the show her and her husband both CJ and Jessica, I could definitely call and rely on them, you know, for different things. Uh, they, they both have their own specific roles in my life as our best friends, uh, you know, where uh, CJ, you know, he knows what it's like to be a PK, to be a pastor's kid. And so there are a lot of things that he's going to relate with that Jessica may not. Uh, but Jessica has a lot of life experience and has been through the ringer and has seen hell and come back from it. Uh, more than any other person I know. And so she has a lot of wisdom as well. Uh, so I'd say, yeah, those definitely out there. I have a, a friend, another friend named Matt who yeah, you've had, you've had him on the, I've had him on the show and man, just in general, just if, if I just needed somebody to lately, I loyal, man, if there's anything that I would ever need for any time, no matter what, I know that he'd be right there to help me to be right there beside me. He's also my go-to trivia guy. <laughs> so, um, but all these friends, if they, you know, all of the people that I know and their spouses and their families, uh, they could help me calm me down if I would ever call them and need them. I think that's one of the best things about having friends. And, and I know that that's kind of a rarity anymore. I, I don't know very many people who actually as a grownups have good friends, but it's important to have good friends. I mean, I know that I could anytime call Matt or his wife, destiny or Jessica and CJ, um, and, and say, Hey, this is going on. I need you. Or I just need to call you or even Rachel's dad. You know, I know that I could call him. Uh, my own family. I mean, just to have people in your pocket that you can call, that you can just, you know, pour out your heart to and just let them be available to you. I think that's very important. All right. Next question here. Maybe make this the last one. We'll see how it goes. Hope you're enjoying these. What restaurant do you eat at most? Well, man, it's amazing how we go from a really hard-pressing, deep, you know, question and 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 hard, you know, wrenching answer. Hey, so, uh, what restaurant do you eat at the most? <laughs> um, 
obviously since the pandemic you don't really go out to eat that much anymore however comma during the pandemic and especially there's a little restaurant across the lake i live on a lake in the middle of the country okay so there's not a lot of options uh, you can't get you can't get doordash or uber eats or whatever to my door uh so we have to go find places that we want to go out and eat if we're just don't want to cook or don't have any food or just want to have a get out for a little bit or do something new blah 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 and across the lake there's this little restaurant called green acres and yes it's as country as it sounds uh, but it's it's a wonderful little mom and pop restaurant. I don't know how long it's been there, but they have really good food, really good prices, really good people that work there. Uh, man, great pie. You know, uh, the, my wife and daughter always have me pick them up if I get food there. Um, and it's just that's probably what I would say. It's just a, probably this little place called Green Acres across the lake. Uh, they're the close, not only the, now they the closest restaurant to my house, uh, but they're definitely the best. So yeah, that's what I would say. Olive Garden's also up there too. If we're ever feeling like we want to go and we're in town. I think I'm going to go and stop there just because we're about half an hour and I mean, I can go on and on and on and on, but I think this is kind of a good place to stop just to kind of, you know, whet our appetite for more. If we ever do this again, which we will, uh, like I said, this has been one of the most requested themes of the show is our random question generator. And it's always a good time. And I do, I, I, I got to have a guest in here just sometime just to do a random question generator with a guest. That's always fun. So, um, I know Matt's been itching to get back in the program. I've talked with Jessica about getting back on some of my old friends. I'd like to get some new faces on here. Ah, I got to get guests. I, we're, we're, I, I miss that. I miss the conversation and I know that you guys probably do as well. So anyway, all right, you guys will help you have a wonderful, blessed, incredible, great weekend with your families as we celebrate resurrection Sunday. He is risen. And, uh, because of that, we now live. So go forth. Have a wonderful day. Enjoy your weekend. God bless you guys. Aloha and mahalo.